Hello and welcome to the first ever new music podcast on For the Love of Bands. On this programme, I'll be interviewing artists about new or upcoming releases and just diving into their life around music. Today, I'm speaking to singer-songwriter Grover Anderson about his track, Evergreen, from his latest album, The Frontman, which came out in June. Grover, you describe yourself as a storyteller and use your music to put across these physical narratives that express strong or complicated emotions. Everyone talks about like Americana and folk and like alt country and all that stuff because that's really trendy right now and I'm undoubtedly inspired by a lot of the people in that genre but I think at the same time like trying to find ways to branch out of that to a degree. I'm Amy Heather and this is For the Love of Bands New Music Podcast. So you've sent us this track called Evergreen, and for those of you who have not yet heard it, I will play it at the end of this podcast. However, I'm just telling you now, it's such a beautiful love song. Who is it about? It's, it's about my wife, actually. I had like a weekend of shows planned in Utah, and I did this really crazy thing where I went out and like bought the engagement ring with which I was going to propose. The next day was driving to Utah, and so I knew it was just like sitting in the house while she was there and I was far away and it made me feel really good and then between shows I went on a hike I was just like kind of humming along and eventually Evergreen came up and so I went actually to a Starbucks in Park City and finished it Park City's where they have like the Sundance Music Festival and I was feeling very hipster at the time I mean it's a, a straight love song and I, I don't normally do those too often but you know sometimes when the feeling hits it's there I mean, I'm not going to lie, it is kind of a romantic dream of mine to have a love song written about me. Just comparing to your other songs, you definitely use a lot of environmental references lyrically. Is that something you tend to draw inspiration from, or do you find nature is a way you can connect your feelings to your music and perhaps write songs easier just being in that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I grew up in a really small town in like Northern California. A lot of times when people hear that I'm from California, they think either like, oh, San Francisco or L.A. And I we actually do have like the woods and mountains over here, too. And that's where I'm from. Um, it's kind of near like a little bit north of Yosemite. And so I grew up hiking and, you know, fishing and hunting and doing all those outdoor sports. Like I do a lot of writing when I'm out walking. I, I try and make a point to go into nature and see what I can find. And um, you know, especially a song like Evergreen. When I wrote that, we were living in the Bay Area, and I kind of knew that I had aspirations of moving back up into the mountains and being a lot closer to the wilderness and stuff. You know, that was the first song that I ended up writing for this album that we just put out. And it's funny because the rest of the album is about like actually living in the middle of nowhere and trying to be a songwriter and a musician living out in the woods. And that's the one that really was like the aspirational, I hope we can do this. And then, hey, we did. It was really exciting. And the idea, you know, that line in the bridge about building a home in the shade of the trees, like we have that now and it's pretty great. And I got a whole album out of that. Yeah, I was going to ask you already. I mean, you've kind of explained a little bit, but why you decided to send us that song in particular. I mean, aside from it being the seed of the Frontman album, is it your favourite to play live or perhaps just your favourite in general? How come you sent Evergreen? It's kind of become like the, the mission statement of me as a songwriter, which is like really corny and pretentious to say. 
but when we play it it shows I always try and save it for the end because it's just like you know this just explosion of like good feelings that I had and um you know being in the place I want to be and saying the things I want to say I also am really proud of that track like I I had my friend Austin Broder play fiddle on it and I I love the fiddle (laughs) I was I hadn't had it on enough songs so when I got it on that one I was really excited and I thought he laid down to something amazing and then I had a couple of my uh, songwriter friends sing harmonies with me and I don't think I've ever been as proud of a track during the mixing process I was I was like wow this this came out really well and I'm just like one little part of it but it, I'm so proud of that track so that's been the one that I've been sending out to people I'm just so excited to share it So just branching out from Evergreen here, what is it like producing not one but four entire albums around life and teaching, life with your young child, and all the rest that goes along with that? It's a little crazy, and it requires a lot of patience and support from the people in your life for obvious reasons, especially when you've got a one-year-old. But um, it's... I've never been in a, like, a band that has a band name, you know, where it's, you know, you think of, like, even, this is a weird example, and I don't know why I'm pulling it, but Maroon 5. We all associate, like, Adam Levine with Maroon 5, but they're this band that one assumes they're all, you know, working together and writing their songs together and talking about all that stuff. And it really took me probably, you know, 10 years of playing music to find this group of people that I really collaborate with and and work together and, and can grow music and arrangements with. So in all that time before, I was kind of just having to figure it out mostly on my own, obviously with input from, from friends and stuff. Um, and I kind of realized like, I, I don't have a lot of money, especially back then, you know, I had a lot of time. I was very fortunate in that regard. So I kind of took advantage of what I could. I went to work at an Apple retail store basically solely so I could get a discounted copy of Logic Pro back when it cost like $1,000. I really wanted to become a trainer and ostensibly it was so I could help people. But really at the end of the day, I knew that if I got hired as a trainer of software, then they would have to make sure I was an expert at that software. And then now I have that skill. You know, listening to a lot of music and watching a lot of YouTube tutorials it's it's work but it's it's really fun and i sometimes find myself getting lost way too long just listening to the same part over and over again trying to find the right sound and it's embarrassing when i look at the clock and realize how much time i spent trying to find the right take on a certain like line of music is there anyone in particular musician or non-musician who really inspires you to make your music I mean, on that question, you're kind of remiss in doing it wrong if you don't talk about your family. And, like, my wife is amazingly supportive of my parents. I I mean, I they must have been so concerned. I went to college as a theater major. And after I graduated college, I said, uh, actually, I think I'm going to pursue music, which is, like, the one-two punch of just, like, oh, my God, my kid's not going to be successful. I kind of turned that around when I actually got a job teaching high school theater, so that worked out okay. My wife is willing to watch my kid when I'm saying, hey, I have a show, or our kid, I have a show Saturday night and Sunday night, and I'm so sorry, and I'll make it up for you. And, you know, thank, thank goodness she stays with me as I do that. 
I, I grew up like listening to Garth Brooks, so that's always the one that I, I tell people about. I, I like worshipped him as a kid. I used to write him letters every year. We used to have like video cassettes of him like in concert, and I would just watch in awe. When a stranger wants to As an adult, I've really kind of fallen in love with the songs of Josh Ritter. He's from Idaho, and he actually kind of started getting big in Ireland before he got big in the U.S., but he's a, now he's a, an independent artist. He was signed to a, a really small label, and he writes storytelling songs. Like, the first song I ever heard of his was this song about, it's called Harrisburg, and it's about a guy who, you know, just chasing something, and he never gets there, and... Uh, it's like this devastating song, but it's also really fun and upbeat. I, when I was first starting as a songwriter, I was kind of lost, and I was somewhere between you know, Jason Mraz and Jack Johnson, and they know exactly what they're saying. 19-year-old Grover was not, was just kind of putting words out, and was like, I can rhyme this, isn't this cool? <laughs> and I didn't really have direction or anything. And when I, when I started listening to Josh Ritter's music, uh, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you, you can tell these meaningful stories. It was something that I didn't really know you could do. <laughs> and it totally opened my eyes. You've just come off of this year's tour. And I'm guessing you'll probably be on a little break for now. But what are you up to next? So we just started uh, our school year this week, last Wednesday. So um, we're back into it there. But... Now I'm kind of into just weekend gigs, which is fun on its own right. And so actually tonight the band's playing up at a little general store beer garden that's, you know, at 5,000 feet elevation in the mountains. And it's really, really hot where I am. So we're going to be a lot cooler and it'll be wonderful. So a lot of shows like that coming up and close to home, but still having a lot of fun. I've just kind of started diving back into writing a lot and... Um, my, my notes app and my voice memos are starting to get annoyingly full and hard to sort through. I've, I've been kind of operating on a two and a half year write and record and produce cycle. So it's kind of exciting to get back into that while still being able to gush about the front man as I have today. You've seen all there is to see. I'm going to steal a line from the songwriter Joe Pug who always says that this is going to be more of a benefit to me than it is a pain in the ass for you. And that would be to like follow me on Instagram, which is I am Super Grover. If you go to Spotify and you just hit follow, uh, you can be updated when anything comes out. Or I have this really cool playlist, which is an hour of what I think is my best stuff. It's called The Essential Grover Anderson. And I think it's pretty good. I'm going to play Grover's Evergreen now, so please like, share, and let me know what you think in the comments below. If you're a musician and want to talk about a specific song, then you can send stuff to me via the submit link also below. It was so great to speak to Grover about Evergreen and his life in music. I hope all of you enjoy the track as much as I do. If you're a fan, then please make sure to follow his socials and check the rest of his music on Spotify. Here's Grover Anderson's Evergreen. Through the 
Russian bramble And I scaled the rocks on the past barren hill The thorns of the desert such a pain to handle And I cut up the yokes that have lost their will Strife when the skies are no good. But you, you're evergreen, standing right beside me through the, the good days and the cold, quiet nights. Well, you, you're evergreen, till the mountain it crumbles, you'll be. You'll be up there reaching for the light You're already shining so bright And I lost loves to snakes Sometimes the path went to places they want Some I chased down the hill Then I pushed on higher Cause up past that tree line's a loving home Oh, with you Evergreen Standing right beside me through the good days and the cold, quiet nights. Will you, you're evergreen, till the mountain it crumbles, you'll be, you'll be up there reaching for the light. But you're already shining so bright. sit in your shelter your arms are my ears I nourish your body and play in your leaves I can't stop the fires but I plant our seeds and we'll build our home in the shade of this tree I'll sit in your shelter your arms are my ears I nourish your body and play in your leaves now I can't stop the fires but I plant our seeds and we'll build our Yeah.
evergreen. You're evergreen.